When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in. I hope all of you had fabulous weekends. We are ready to have a fun Monday with all of you. Break down the latest stories out there and help to make the world a little bit more, I would say, basically sane in an insane world, as you've heard us talk about for a very long time. we got a lot to dive into. Donald Trump currently testifying in a civil trial in New York City. He is on the witness stand. We'll let you know how that is going. There is a manifesto, at least a few of the pages, from the trans shooter in Nashville. And, spoiler alert, turns out the trans shooter, actually not a big fan of white kids. Uh, and uh, many more details, I think, are going to come out. But the first few pages of the trans shooter manifesto being released... But we begin, Buck, with what is at the top of the New York Times. There are two polls that came out over the course of the weekend. One, CBS News has Donald Trump up three points, 51 to 48, as we are essentially sitting at one year until the 2024 election. And by the way, before we get into the 2024 election, if you are listening to us right now in Kentucky, in Mississippi, in Virginia, and probably in other states as well. There are major elections taking place in your states tomorrow. Go vote, get out, and make sure that you make a difference in the elections that are taking place tomorrow. In particular, the closest election statewide is expected to be uh, in the state of Kentucky. You need to go vote for Daniel Cameron, and you need to get out, and you need to do what Democrats do, vote early and often all day tomorrow. Uh, and make sure that Kentucky does not have a Democrat governor by the time we are talking to you on Wednesday. So, Buck, uh, here are the results. Front page news, New York Times of the battleground poll. Uh, in, in Nevada, Trump is up 10. In Georgia, Trump is up 6. In Arizona, Trump is up 5. In Michigan, Trump is up 5. And in Pennsylvania, 
Trump is up four. Biden only leads in the six battleground states in which they polled one year out in Wisconsin, where Biden is up two. I looked at these results, and I want to hit you with the thing that jumped out to me the most, and we'll talk about this later. Certainly, uh, a big part of this is Biden hemorrhaging support among minority voters. But here, to me, is the essence of the entire race right now. Do you think that Biden's policies have helped you personally or hurt you personally on an economic basis? Joe Biden helped 35%, uh, hurt 53%. Donald Trump helped 53%, hurt 34%. To me, that is the essence of the race right now. We basically have two incumbents. People remember Donald Trump's presidency as helping them, and right now they see Joe Biden's presidency as hurting them. So there's this phrase that appears in a few places with regard to the latest polling data about Trump v. Biden. Uh, for It's it's a five-alarm Biden re-election fire. That's what the Wall Street Journal says. I saw it also in the write-up of the Siena College polling. And, and what they're saying is, Based on these numbers, going into this election year, the Democrat incumbent is in a far weaker position than they anticipated. And this is real. This is not yep. Republicans are seizing on one poll or this is some, uh, you know, aberrant data collection that they can ignore. This is where the country looks to be right now in terms of who would win if the election were held tomorrow. I would be very confident that Donald Trump would actually defeat Joe Biden if the election yeah. were held tomorrow. Now, as we all know, the election is going to be held in a year, and that's an eternity in politics. Um, what does this mean, though, for Biden and, well, is it Biden? That's the question that people are still putting out there. The uh, I think this was in the New York Times. It might have been Wall Street Journal. The 2024 election rematch that Americans dread looks likely. Democrats are are recognizing, Clay, that the time, as we've said all along, to qualify for state ballots is o- almost gone. There is a Democrat primary that is technically underway, but there's an incumbent president. There's no process. There's no infrastructure. So what ends up happening? Well, what ends up happening is if you don't get somebody that's on the state ballots, you're not going to be able to mount a realistic presidential campaign. And that's they got a month. They got a month, give or take, where now you're talking about, oh, I'm going to run against Donald Trump, but I can't even get on all the ballots. Well, good good luck with that one. Um, So then that brings me to the other the other thing that was interesting in all this data, because it looks great for Trump v. Biden. Generic Democrat, according to, you know, the the same numbers that were coming out over the weekend that we're looking at. Generic Democrat beats Trump pretty handily. Yes. So. Where does that leave you? And does that mean that Kamala Harris, as much as we all think she's terrible, and we do, is Kamala Harris actually a better option for Democrats than Joe Biden? And does that become a conversation that they have to have? So when I looked at all this data, I think you can ask the question, is this more an endorsement of Trump or repudiation of Biden? I think it's a repudiation of Biden. Because it's not like Trump's favorability numbers are skyrocketing, Buck. Most people really kind of don't like Trump nationwide. We like Trump. 
but nationwide, well, most people. About half the country loves Trump, and about half the country uh, does not love him. But his favorability isn't changing. What's happened is Biden has tanked. And here's my thing. I don't understand. I hope, let me, let me take a step back. I agree with the poll. I think Biden is the weakest candidate that Democrats can put forward. I know you buy in on the incumbency and all of that. I think the problem with Biden is people have made up their minds and there's nothing he can do to change the fact that he is old and he isn't mentally or physically capable of doing the job. Nobody's going to change their mind on that. I, I, to me, Clay, it's like they're releasing a big movie and they've already made the movie and they've done some screen testing and the lead actor for the Democrats that's supposed to carry the movie is doing really badly. But at this point, the only option would be to CGI in some other actor, right? Or like AI. I mean, it's, it, uh, that's a worse option even than what they have. That's kind of the way I, I view this. It's they recognize that their leading man is not getting it done, but to replace him is a worse option than because of what it would require than what they currently have. Although those numbers that show generic Democrat beating Trump, I mean, here we go. Unnamed Democrat leads Trump by eight points. And and they say that this is in part reflecting that 71% of voters say Biden is too old to run again. Including majority of Democrats. Yeah, that's the key. 51% of Democrats. And, Buck, that's the part where I keep coming back to this. And I know we got a stake bet on this. I just, I can't believe, I know what's, what's the guy's name, uh, Phillips or whatever his name, who's running from Minnesota, uh, that's Ryan Felipe or that's the perfect thing, Phillips you know, or what, yeah. who's that guy who's running from Minnesota? That's what everyone's saying. Yeah. Why wouldn't somebody like JB Pritzker or, uh, Gavin Newsom actually run? Cause Buck, I think if one big name Democrat actually ran or even called Joe Biden and said, Hey, I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm jumping in this race. I'm concerned by the numbers that we're seeing. Beating Trump is too important to give him a chance to win, and I think you're going to give him a chance to win. I think if one big-name Democrat said he was running, I think Joe Biden would come out and announce he's not running. Can, can I? Get, and then so I think they'd all jump in. The only way, uh, and this is, you know, David Axelrod has a piece, and he's probably thought of still, I mean, him, Valerie Jarrett, but, you know, really among the most senior Obama world advisors, you know, Axel Rod Jarrett, there's a couple of them, Susan Rice. Um, but he says that the only person who can stop Joe Biden is Joe Biden, meaning if Biden wants to be the nominee, he's going to be the nominee, right? So to your point, it would have to be that someone gets in and Biden um allows that to be the moment that he steps back and says, I'm out, and throws his back into that person. Because here's what they can't have, and this goes to the incumbency issue. What you can have is a serious challenge from within the Democratic Party against Joe Biden, who then makes the case against Biden that he's too old, it's not going to work, he's decrepit, etc. And maybe it's unsuccessful, but he wounds the Biden yeah. presidency in the process and you don't have to do that much, given the numbers we're seeing, and then you're effectively handing the election to Trump, right? So it would have to be almost a uh, a choreographed, the Democrat comes in, Biden accepts it, and, and Clay, let, let's look at these politicians we've seen, whether it's Feinstein or Pelosi or McConnell yep. or go down the list. They never want to give 
it up. They never step away from power. And I don't think Joe Biden's about to. Certainly which, not with his son facing federal prison. Which, well, yeah. Which, and Politico suddenly said, hey, wait, there's a lot of stuff here. Did you see that story suddenly coming out? But um, I think it almost has to be like an intervention, Buck. You know how, unfortunately, I've never had to be involved, but I've seen enough stories about them. Somebody has an alcohol or drug problem. And, you know, they walk into the living room and suddenly there are 20 people. Yeah, we've there. all seen it. We've all seen yeah. how it's structured. Sure. I think that you would need multiple Democrat contenders to all say, Joe, we're getting in the race. Gavin Newsom, J.B. Pritzker, Gretchen Whitmer, and they all say behind the scenes, we're going to enter the race. But we don't want to be seen as forcing you or even running against you. We want you to have the opportunity to step out first. It, it, it turns into like the end of Game of Thrones, which unfortunately you really just should have stopped watching after the, episode of the Battle of the Bastards yeah. and like the last two seasons. Just don't even waste your time. Um, but it, it's the end of Game of Thrones. It's like, well, who's going to be the king now? Cause you got all these people who all think they should be the king. In this in this process that you're talking about, where you have a bunch of Democrats that, let's say, do the intervention with Biden, first of all, I don't believe Joe Biden will listen to them. I think Joe Biden still thinks he's got more in the tank. And if that's his position, that's his position, right? I, I think that he views it as, um, in his mind, he pushes through for one more year, and he gets to pass the torch. He gets to pass the mantle of democracy to the first black female president of the Democrat Party. And that becomes... A Biden legacy that will forever, all the Hunter Biden stuff and all that, that all just gets, you know, pushed aside and Biden becomes the Trump, de- Trump defeater and the first, uh, you know, effectively the man who brought about the first black female presidency in America. I think that he views that as his legacy and he's not going to give that up for anything, Clay. Well, that all said. That all said, let's come back. We got to keep talking about this. We got to keep talking about this. Let's come back into this. Also want to hear from all of you on this one. I know a bunch of you are going to agree with Clay. You're going to say, oh, it's going to be Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama. Get ready for me today, folks, because I'm feisty on this one. So if you're going to call in and make that case, you better be ready for the Buckster. 800-282-2882. You worked hard to build your retirement savings. You deserve an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. Phoenix Capital Group wants to help fuel your growth. You can invest in their corporate bonds through your 401k and IRA to start earning tax-deferred annual returns, ranging from 9 to 13%. There are multiple options with different rates and terms to choose from. Phoenix Capital Group is providing investors a new high-yield option investing in domestic energy assets. Start earning these high yields and learn more about multiple offerings today at phxonair.com. Learn more by downloading the free investment packet at phxonair.com. You can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 13% annual interest. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today. Speaking truth and having fun. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? 
It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh boy, we're getting calls and emails flying in over the latest numbers showing Trump crushing Biden in five of six swing states. This is an incumbent president, everybody, with 90%, 95% of the media in his back pocket, and he's down in all the key swing states a year out from election day. Uh, It is certainly a Five alarm fire, as the Wall Street Journal called it. It is a wake up call, as ABC's Jonathan Carl says for Democrats. This is uh, five. Play it. Look, this is a wake up call. This is frightening for not just the Biden White House, not just for Democrats, but for anybody who fears what a return to a Trump presidency would mean. He can win. I don't think that voters have come to terms with what he is talking about doing. He is talking about a campaign of revenge and retribution. Uh, there was a fascinating story that is consistent with my reporting in the Washington Post talking about how he wants to go out and prosecute his political opponents, not just Democrats, but people that served him. Uh, John Kelly, his former chief of staff. Mattis, his former defense secretary. Bill Barr, his former attorney general. Are are voters really ready to sign up for that? Uh, The answer is a lot of voters are. um, And I think that, Clay, this is the first time that we have seen the Democrat establishment. I think wake-up call is a good way to put it. It's an obvious way to put it. Uh, Trump can win this thing irrespective of all the all the trials and everything else. Now, there is that data saying that he would lose a lot of support if he was convicted. I, I don't know. I, I find that hard to believe because because all the data for the indictment, like why indictments make his numbers go up, but a conviction would make his numbers go down. I mean, maybe, but that that to me, I, I'd have to see it to believe it. Yeah, I don't believe that would happen. 
by the way, is that Jonathan Carl? Wait yeah. till he hears what Joe Biden is doing. <laughs> Trump's going to go after his political enemies. and you. Oh, really? Oh, really, Jonathan? But wait till you see what Joe Biden is doing. Um, this is why I feel on some level why there almost has to be a collective repudiation of Joe Biden. In the intervention style where all these guys come forward, maybe some gals too, and say, we're going to run. We're not going to make it public. But the only way for Joe Biden to have some measure of uh, solace is if he were stepping down, he could claim victory, he could say he's too old, he could say he's he's ready for a new generation. The other thing I wonder, Buck, this is my uh, football analogy, coaching analogy. If he actually got along with Kamala Harris, which I don't think he does, a part of me wonders, sometimes a coach will step down at the last possible moment. It's the next job instead of somebody else getting the job. If Joe Biden came out and said in like June, hey, it's time to pass the baton. Kamala Harris is the choice. That would, but I don't think he likes Kamala Harris. Yeah, but that's the only way this, that's the only way this happens. That's the only way this happens. I, I don't know, I, you know, you, you look at the, the schedules, you look at the machinery that would need to be in place for these different candidates and it, it wouldn't be easy. I mean, who, who knows what the Democrat electorate would do if you had all these different candidates? I mean, think about how that would change the, the messaging and the momentum of everything. They cannot afford, nor can they even really stage a real primary. So with that in mind, the only options are Biden steps down and gives it to Kamala uh, to take over, which I think is that is the only plan B that exists in my mind for them. Uh, the other one would be something at the convention. But uh, again, there's no great unity candidate well, who takes on Trump from the convention that they have, you know, unless I, you I think Obama's I, pulling the threads and it's Michelle Obama. She doesn't have to campaign. She shows up and she wins. I, I, everyone I know in Democrat politics, maybe they're all lying to me, but they've always said just Michelle Obama doesn't, doesn't want that. She doesn't want to be president. I, maybe that's just, uh, the thing that they're saying, but that's what they tell me. Our military is made up of volunteers, men and women who offer to serve our country and defend our freedoms. When they leave our nation's military service and reacclimate into the private sector, it's a tough road. Many thrive, but a good number of them struggle to make ends meet and rack up debt. Cell phone company that's been a part of this program since day one, helping many of those veterans out this month in a big way. You can help out, too. When you switch to your cell phone service to Pure Talk from your current provider, a portion of your service fees will go toward their plan to raise $10 million. This is the final week. I'm happy to report Pure Talk at 90% of the way there, thanks to your support. Pure Talk's plan started just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, text, more data, mobile hotspot, too. Just dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to make the switch. Again, let's show our unwavering support for our veterans. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, to switch to Pure Talk today. That's pound 250. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Joined now by our friend, compadre, Andy McCarthy, legal analyst extraordinaire. Donald Trump currently on the witness stand uh, speaking about the civil trial New York City business-related case. Um Andy, when you see all the numbers, and I know you read the battleground poll results, and uh, we're one year out from the 2024 election, 
Are you of the, let's presume that Jack Smith gets his trial with Judge Chutkin in March and that they get a result likely would be a felony conviction for Donald Trump. What happens then? And both Buck and myself are increasingly of the opinion that it almost feels baked in and that nobody's really going to change their opinions very much. How would you assess this, not only from a legal perspective, but from a political one where we sit today one year out? Well, I think a lot, Clay, depends on what comes out at that trial. But I also I'm not as confident as um, others are that the trial is actually going to happen. Certainly that it's going to happen on time, because I think this immunity issue that Trump has raised, even though he may not prevail on it in the end. And it's a, it's a more interesting issue than I think uh, a lot of people who have given it the back of the hand have uh, allowed. But the cases I've read about it indicate that you can get that appealed to the Court of Appeals and even to the Supreme Court. Um, and if, if that happens, then I think all bets are off as far as getting that case to trial. Um, and I do agree with you that that's the case where it's most likely that he gets convicted. Oddly, I, I've always thought the, the stronger case is the one down in Florida. Um, but I think he's got a better chance of beating that because of the judge and the jury pool than he has in Washington, where it's clear the judge is hostile to him and uh, it's, it'll be a D.C. jury. But I'm not sure that case gets to trial. Okay, this is interesting, too. So Buck and I have been talking about this, as everybody in this world has, and I said I thought over under one, maybe one and a half was the number of trials that might happen in 2024. I think Dershowitz said earlier, like, all four are going to happen. I think that's crazy. What would you set the over under on completed trials between now and 2024 Election Day, one year from now, as it pertains to the Trump criminal cases out there, all four of them. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to probably contradict myself because I think you asked me this once before and I said two. Um, so I'm going to say one. Yeah. Uh, just because I'm not sure that um, I was more confident that the Washington one would get to trial just because I think the prosecutor and the judge are hell bent on getting it to trial. But if he can get it to the Court of Appeals, then it kind of is out of their control. Speaking of Andy McCarthy of a National Review, and Andy, um, so do you think that the Demo- I mean, the Democrats, if you look at the polling and the numbers that we've been uh, working through today about where things stand politically, it feels like the entire Biden 2024 campaign hinges right now on whether they can get a conviction of Trump and that that changes numbers in a significant way. I mean, one, do you think they're going to be able to get a conviction? And two, do you think that'll actually change the numbers significantly? Well, I think if they get the the Washington case to trial, they will get a conviction. Um, If they get the Florida case to trial, they have a a good chance of getting a conviction, but it's no layup because I think that jury pool is is favorable to Trump. I'm not a believer, Buck, in the idea that... um, the snapshot of polling that we saw over the weekend is necessarily means that that's what it's going to look like, say, eight months from now. I, I really think that there that there is a blizzard coming for Trump. That they have been, you know, it looks like they're starting to shoot earlier now because they're obviously 
worried about Biden. But I think we're going to get a deluge of, of bad advertising against Trump like nobody's ever seen before. They're obviously hoping that that will be added to by the evidence in these trials and the potential conviction. But I think just like, you know, well, some of the crazier stuff that Trump has said on, for example, on his social media post uh, uh, posting, um, you know, you're going to get that on a loop again and again and again. Right now, not too many people have seen that because not too many, there's, you know, there just aren't that many people who um, are on Truth Social. But by the end, by the middle of next year, everybody's going to have seen it. I just think that I wouldn't put too much into the into the polling that we're seeing now because I've said I've been saying this for two years, so it's not a it's not a change of any kind. I think the Democrats want us to think Trump can win at this point because they want him to be nominated. They think uh, he's a guy that Biden can beat, and I'm not sure Biden's going to be the candidate. That's what I was going to ask you next. Do you think Biden is going to be the guy? Well, man, I, I got to say, when I saw that thing from Axelrod yesterday, um, where he was basically suggesting that Biden get out, you know, Axelrod's a heavy-duty player uh, on the Democrat side, uh, and he's very close to Obama. It's hard for me to believe that he would have, uh, you know, put that out there it with other people first. Now, I know he's an independent thinker and an independent actor and all that stuff, so Maybe he's just shooting from the hip. But I think that's a pretty significant um, expression of, if not a dissent, at least anxiety on their part. And, you know, you start losing. If, he, if Biden loses Obama, I don't see how he can hang on. And I really think, you know, I, keep, I understand everybody says how difficult it would be to, like, move Kamala Harris out and 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 shove Biden aside if he doesn't want to go. But I got, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures, and these guys want to win. Um, so I, I'm not, I would say, you know, maybe 50-50 Biden's the candidate, and that depends on his health. It also depends on, I wrote a, a column over the weekend about the Biden-China stuff, um, which thanks to Comer's committee, is starting to, you know, get more traction and, and uh, you know, fill in what we already know, knew with more financial details. But that's a scandalous story. Uh, and in a normal situation, that by itself, without even the Burisma stuff and the other China stuff and all the other stuff we've learned uh, about the Biden family business, that by itself, the fact that the Bidens not only – cashed in for millions and millions of dollars with the CEFC thing, but also that CEFC was actually uh, an arm of the Chinese government and an intelligence operation that our FBI actually um, broke up in 2018. Um, that would not be survivable in a normal situation. So just so everyone's clear, Andy, the Bidens were getting money from a Chinese intelligence front. Yeah. Um, I, I, can I just, I just I want to put it that way because it seems like a big deal to me. Like yeah. as a former CIA guy, like that's the kind of thing that would be – that would send some red flags up to the seventh floor. Yeah, well, I, I said in my column over the weekend that it turns out that after three years of a bogus claim that Trump was a 
clandestine agent of a foreign power, it turns out that Biden actually was a clandestine agent of a foreign power. And I'm not trying to be um, gratuitously provocative. You know, it's not my thing to just say things to, to get attention. But I don't know how you look at that thing when you when you analyze that CEFC is China. It, ha- it was threaded with Chinese Communist Party officials. It existed because the Xi regime allowed it to exist. Its top executives were emissaries for Xi in various capacities and, and contexts. Um, it was an arm of China, and they reeled the Bidens in, and they paid them $6 million over just a year, including paying Hunter Biden a million. Did I say billion? I meant million with an M. But um, they paid Hunter Biden a million dollars to snoop around and find out what they had on this guy, Patrick Ho, who was the guy that um, Hunter called the effing spy chief of China. Um, but he was the he was the main guy that our Justice Department and FBI had under investigation. And we come to find out that it was a FISA investigation. They actually realized that the CEFC effort was an intelligence arm of the Chinese government, and they paid the Biden $6 million. Uh, that's all blockbuster. Last question for you, Andy. Keep up the good work, by the way. I'm curious. You're talking about the uh, appeals court reviewing some of the claims that I think has received not enough attention that actually are very legitimate that have been filed by the Trump defense. Assess right. this uh, idea. What if the Supreme Court basically tries to drag this out, schedule some sort of hearing, but ensure that they don't have to issue a ruling before the actual election, knowing that Trump would probably try and uh, and certainly pardon himself in the federal cases in the event that he won, but basically they're going to use some sort of dilatory tactic designed to keep the cases from actually going to trial, Schedule oral arguments, that sort of thing, maybe for early October, um, with the understanding that they can then wait for the election. Do you think basically the Supreme Court might try to punt on making a decision to avoid jumping into the political realm, but could use its ability to basically drag out this and keep the cases from going to court? Yeah, Clay, I think that absolutely would happen. I, I think that the, the Roberts Court... Um, and particularly the Chief Justice has no interest in enmeshing the Supreme Court in the electoral politics of, of 2024. And if they have a chance to, de- to decline to hear the case um, because it's the Supreme Court's preference to hear everything at the end after there's already been a trial in the lower courts and an appeal in the lower courts, they'll do that. But if this immunity issue is the kind of thing that has to be decided before the trial, I, I think they would they would accept the case, but they won't hear it until next year. Andy McCarthy, everybody, check out his latest at National Review. Andy, always appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Thanks, guys. The Preborn network of clinics consists of dozens and dozens of facilities around the U.S. Each one of them is staffed with dedicated, caring people who work with pregnant mothers making a crucial decision with regard to the life of the child they're carrying. Through the gift of free ultrasounds and a counseling relationship that can continue for a couple of years, they're empowering these pregnant mothers to make their own decision for the for the fate of their child 
whether that's life or abortion. Most of the time, after meeting their child through ultrasound, these mothers choose life. Every day, Preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 babies' lives, but it doesn't stop there. They offer mothers maternity clothes, doctor's visits, and the help they need to choose life. Would you help by supporting Preborn today? Your gift of $28, the cost of one ultrasound, could be the difference between the life and death of a child. All gifts are tax-deductible and will go directly towards saving babies' lives. Use your cell phone and dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Say baby. Or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Need a break from politics? A little comedy to counter the craziness? So do we. The Sunday Hang, a weekend podcast to lighten things up a bit. Find it in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, team. I want to tell you where we're going here in the next hour and then dive into some of your phone calls momentarily. We'll have Congressman Jim Jordan with us in the middle of the next hour, talking to him about some important things that are going on in this country up in D.C., Capitol Hill, all that stuff. Plus, 
we will discuss and uh, credit to uh, Stephen Crowder and his team for publishing uh, three pages of the Nashville Trans Terrorist Manifesto. There are three pages uh, that are reportedly, we've read them, I mean, these purport, are purportedly uh, from the Nashville Trans Manifesto, uh, Trans Shooter Manifesto, and we will tell you what is in it. And like I said, this was a story uh, broken by uh, Stephen Crowder. So we'll get into some of that. Let's take some of your calls here, as we said we would. Robin in Columbus. Robin, what have you got for us? Okay, I agree with Mr. McCarthy. I think the Democrats want Donald Trump to be the Republican candidate because they know he's the only one that Biden can beat. People will come out and vote against Donald Trump. And I think as a Republican, if you hear that someone is so far ahead in the polls in the primaries, you don't bother to even turn out because you feel my candidate doesn't have a chance. So the more they say that he's so far ahead in the polls, it's a psychology against the Republican voters choosing someone else who's a better candidate for now. And I'm a Trump voter. I voted for him twice. So who's your candidate? Right now it would be either Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis. Okay. Look, I mean, look, the primary process is still playing out. We got a debate on Wednesday. Buck and I will be down in Miami. We're going to continue to have a lot of different candidates on the program. And as we have said for a year now, basically half this audience is all in on Trump and half is willing or right now supporting someone else. I've said on this show, and I think you disagreed with uh, at least one of them, I think there are a bunch of Republicans that would beat Biden. Like, I don't buy into this idea that only Trump could win. I think Biden would lose to Trump. I think right now, the election were today, I think he would lose to DeSantis. I think he would lose to Nikki Haley. And I think he would lose to Vivek Ramaswamy. To me, Biden's weakness is the bigger story than any Republican strength. That's what the polls are telling us right now, is that people have made up their mind. I I, I have shared at different points a lot of Andy's thoughts, meaning I've, I've agreed with a lot of the thoughts that he said uh, on air a few moments ago on this. I do think that they want, uh, I do think the Democrats want it to be Donald Trump. What, what, what I've been saying, and I think Clay agrees, and what we've been, therefore what we've been saying is they could be wrong in wanting, in wanting Trump. The numbers certainly right now indicate that, but we are a year out. And as I keep saying, and Andy mentioned this as well, I think he said there's like a tsunami of just oppo and media. And I think that's true. Um, I think that the Democrats, it may be, it, okay, here, here's basically what's going on. If having Trump as the nominee is a trap for Republicans, it may be too early to see that, and that may be the point, right? E- effectively, at this stage, it looks great because they want it to look great because they have not started to run the Destroy Trump playbook. That would be the argument against this. What I would push I back on that, Buck, is... They've already spent $25 million in these swing states, and Biden's numbers are coming down. What I am seeing is most people have made up their minds about Trump, and most people have made up their minds about Biden. And there are a lot of people that don't particularly like Trump personally that thought he was pretty good at the job. In other words, their own family and their own life was better under Trump pre-COVID, which I don't think people blame Trump for, and you can't, because COVID just happens in March of 2020 in this country. But you go back to January and February of 2020, almost everyone listening to us right now was in better shape financially 
in terms of their life than they are right now. That's what pollsters are saying. And I think the ultimate weakness of Biden, we'll talk about this. we got to talk about this trans shooter manifesto. Yeah, let's get into the, that coming up here. We'll get the back ultimate into weakness the of Biden, he ain't getting better, Buck. He's only going to get worse. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 